fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. <laughs> And this is to, to Ellen back, back. <laughs> holiday edition. It's the first ever to Ellen back holiday <laughs> spectacular. Um, that's that's what you're listening to right mm-hmm. now. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been so long since we've listened to ourselves talk. Yeah, I haven't had any podcast to listen to now that I haven't had our podcast to listen to, which is my, a real bummer. My Spotify wrapped of the year. My number one podcast was this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I honestly think that like, because I didn't drive that much this year because I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, same. So like really whenever I was in the car, like my most played song on Spotify, I played like 15 times. Like Mm. I I think I used all of my car time just listening to my own podcast, but that was on um, iTunes. So I didn't show up on Spotify. I'm sure this is as fascinating to everyone as everyone's sharing their Spotify. I like to listen to podcasts when I do the dishes and when I fold Mm. laundry because I'm yeah. not driving as much. So yeah, this is really yeah. scintillating stuff. Yeah, this is really important stuff. This okay, is crucial. So we're, doing, <laughs> we're doing a holiday special because um, we're just not ready yet to start season six. We're really we're not. We're just not ready. We're really not. I, <laughs> everything in um, our lives right now is a little bit chaotic yes. and overwhelming. Yes. And we want to be sure that season six, that the, even though they did a bad job with the show, mm-hmm. that we do a good job an excellent job. An excellent job yeah. with our show. We're going to go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to we're going to go above and beyond. Yeah. We have big plans like, for season 6. We, we just need a little time to be ready to do it. Honestly, you know what's kind of bananas that we will be starting recapping season 6 probably like exactly to the date that it premiered however many years ago because it like premiered in January 2009 oh and we're going to be starting in January 2021, <gasps> you know? Which Whoa. means that this time in 2008, we were being interviewed by Showtime on the street. <laughs> oh my God. Outside of uh-huh. my office uh, at Logo uh-huh. in Times Square. Yeah. Yep. For a Who Killed Jenny special. Yep. I remember that. And that's, I, that's is that my... video still online? We got to look for it. No. <gasps> but I obviously I recapped it on my blog. So there is some recording of it. But that's when my family finally thought I was a cool and important person because it was a promo that played on Showtime. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, I was like on TV. So it was oh my God. a really big deal. My friend made that video for Showtime. Right. And so I, yeah. it's possible that I had her send me a copy of it. And I oh, yeah. would just need, need to, to look it. through all 47 hard drives I have to find <laughs> it, which shouldn't take long. Right. It was basically <laughs> just our friends um, yes. answering the question, who do we think killed Jenny? Yeah. Because they'd already been ruling out that, that Jenny's going to die like floating sheet in the dark room promos. You yeah, know, it was like, like this winter. it was like the the promos about the season own. was like <laughs> yeah. someone specifically Jenny is dead yes. in the <laughs> pool at Bet in Tina's house. Like no, nothing was left to the imagination. No. And then they did all those promos where they were in the black dresses, including Kate Manning, who looked visibly uncomfortable, deeply uncomfortable. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. And Kit looked incredible. I remember that specifically. Of course. I think season six was also the licking, the licking promo. 
the, the where they're all half naked and like licking each other. Was that season six for real? Yeah. Oh God. I mean, they really got their design like was like really solid, but the show itself had disintegrated into a shell of its former self, which Truly. was not a very strong shell to begin with. I think. No, we there wasn't. They didn't have too far to go to disintegrate. No. no. <laughs> So, um, so we really want to be prepared. Absolutely. We want to be prepared, but we also didn't want to leave our listeners in the lurch mm -hmm. for like two whole months. You know, we yeah. we know you've written to us. You you comment on Instagram and Twitter and you tell us how this podcast really makes your Monday mornings. And <laughs> I cry every time I read about that because I forget that people actually mm -hmm. listen to this. And um, to me, it's just me and Reese talking, talking shit. Uh, but uh -huh. apparently people listen, which is wild. And we didn't we didn't want to we didn't want to just end the mm -hmm. year on no. such a, you know, kind of a end of season five. We'll be back eventually kind of. No, we wanted to do something different. Yeah, we did. Because uh, we miss you. You miss we us. Do. We We hope. And you might not. And uh, that's fine. You can choose. And, this, and we it's did a voluntary up, thing listening to the show. We just set up expectations with this podcast. Like almost every project I've ever fucking done in my entire goddamn life. <laughs> in the beginning, I am like gung ho. Like, yes, I'm writing this column twice a week. Yes, I'm doing this every day. Da da da. And then I'm like, I start to be like, oh my God. Like when we were like, we're done with season three. When should we start season four? Uh, next week. You know, like we, we took like zero breaks except for the break that we took so that I could recap Gen Q. Right. Um, <laughs> we took the Gen and Q And so break. we just went like season. So, so you guys haven't become accustomed to us like actually taking, a, you know, we took like a little break before season five, but I think this is our longest This break. is our longest break. And, and, you know, it's, I would blame the pandemic for a lot of it, a mm -hmm. lot of this. Um, and also yeah. just our own lives becoming occasionally chaotic um, you know, life sometimes does that. Yeah. Like my whole life right now is in boxes because right. I'm moving and that's part of the reason why I'm so busy. And I'm so stressed out with work that I started having, um, anxiety dreams, um, oh. about showing up to work and not having a face mask and no one having <laughs> one. And so I'm just there without a mask and everyone's screaming at me. And then I wake up and it feels really good. So um, the holidays are upon us. The holidays uh, are upon us. Um, Reese, as a yes. fellow Jewish person, uh -huh. um, do you know when Hanukkah starts this year? December 10th. Correct. I Googled you it told me that several days week. ago. And then I told you it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hanukkah's great. I love Hanukkah. Big fan. Um, big fan of Hanukkah. It's not a very important holiday, though, in the calendar of Jewish holidays. It is not. In Judaism, it is a pretty insignificant uh, day. It is not a holy day in, in comparison mm -hmm. to many of the other holidays. Yeah, but it's good. In America, it's a big deal because then the Jews can get presents, too. Yeah. Now, I don't know about your upbringing, but I was like one yeah. of only yeah. two Jewish families in a small Catholic town in New Jersey <laughs> growing up. So it was a really interesting, interesting mm -hmm. time. I think I usually had like two or three other Jews in my class, depending nice. on where good. I was in school. Like there was three. We had like a reform and a conservative and an orthodox. Oh, you had one of in each our, in our town. I think so. I don't know if wow. we had, did we have. Oh, and we also had. um. What's the other one? Maybe it was Reconstructionists. Oh, the ones maybe. who don't believe in God specifically, but they but it's like cultural. I don't know what that's called. I lived in a college town that was founded by hippies. We there had the go. most liberal marijuana laws in the world. <laughs> 
Uh, it's a special, specific place that I grew up. So it's delightful. Um, yeah. In fact, it, I grew up thinking that Jews were all like hippies. Oh, that's. And then funny. I went to college and found out they were all rich people from New Jersey. Legitimately, which, which I say with love. Those are my friends. No, and, I'm from and New Jersey, but stay in their nice houses. And like parts of our family are the rich Jews from New Jersey, but not yeah. my parents and <laughs> not not my immediate family. It's the other parts of the family right. were the rich Jews in New Jersey or Florida. So you're both of your parents are Jewish. Both of my parents are Jewish. Everyone who is married into my family that I know of is for the most part Jewish as well, except, of course, my wife, Robin, who is the mayor of Christmas. (laughs) That's her official title. And Uh I've always been a person who does not care about Christmas. But due to being with Robin, I have. And and, and again, her position being the mayor mayor of Christmas Christmas. is a pretty big deal. So that makes me the first Muppet of Christmas. And oh, cool. You know, I I take it seriously. I've gotten into it. I fucking love Christmas. I love that. I love that. I love it. I love it. I fucking love it. I love everything about it. I love it. Um, And I'm sad that Christmas will be different this year. I know. Um, But we have gathered here today for this holiday special because a film debuted a film on Hulu, the channel Hulu. Um, It was a lesbian rom-com Christmas film. Yes. Um, everybody was very excited about it. So excited that it shattered all of Hulu's records. Yep. <laughs> for movie viewership, which just shows you the power of the lesbian market and the power of our loneliness. <laughs> and um, and also the power of Kristen Stewart, if we're being honest. And maybe the power of Christmas. And Carly, I think you're right. I think it has something to do with the power. You know, they're talking about Christmas. a war on Christmas. I don't see a war on Christmas here. <laughs> Except the one I've waged personally since my birth. <laughs> I my dad's side of the family is Christian, so we when I was a kid we would go there for Christmas and stuff, so I could get my I could get my like fill of Christmas. But it's not something that we celebrated in our in our own home. Okay, so um, at all this is crazy. Again, both my both sides of my family are Jewish. When mm-hmm. we were kids, and again, we were like one of two Jewish families in our small town. My parents fully had us celebrate Christmas. My mom uh, had a white artificial tree that she had like color coded ornaments that matched the living room. She got really into the, (laughs) you know, the aesthetics of it. And we celebrated Uh Christmas and Hanukkah every single year. And I remember that is actually really super weird. It's so weird. And I didn't realize it was weird (laughs) until I was like older. And then one day I was like, wait a minute, why the fuck were we celebrating Christmas this whole time? And I asked my mom that once and she was like, oh, we didn't want you to feel left out with all the other kids. And I was like, oh. That's still weird, though. <laughs> my, I told my mom, I feel left out from all the other kids. And she was like, that is the story of our people. <laughs> yeah, that is the story of our people. Get used to it, girl. No, she did not give a shit. Like, I tried to make up Christmas carols with Hanukkah words. And she was like, stop that right now. <gasps> like, we were like, there you was are no forbidden. Christmas. No Christmas in the house. Because we were supposed to be proud of being Jewish. But I wanted one thing, Carly, and that was to be popular. And okay. all of the popular kids were Christian. Mm, so, yeah. I see it. Yikes. I had you know? no chance of being popular at that age. So um, as a person who was routinely bullied, um, I yeah. had given up on that. And mm-hmm. um, instead of just leaning into it and like getting into Christmas at school to try to blend yeah. in, instead, my mother contacted the principal and complained that there was a Christmas tree in the cafeteria, but no menorah. So then oh, she no. made a construction oh, paper no. of menorah, laminated no. it, oh, came God. to school, installed it on the wall. 
And by installed, I mean attached it with masking tape uh-huh. um, yeah. with a little envelope next to it with little laminated flames, one for each candle for each day. And then it was my job as her child and the uh-huh. Jew in the school that every day yeah. at lunch, I had to light the menorah in front of the entire school. Oh, Carly, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. So yeah, while we were celebrating Christmas at home, I was also being further ostracized you were also school <laughs> by my... Having to represent all of the Maccabee warriors. Yeah. The crazy thing is that the other Jewish family in town totally mm-hmm. had a brick thrown through their window once that had like a Whoa. swastika or something on it, something horrifying. Wow. But we didn't. And I also think that could be because we were poor and no one knew where our house was. <laughs> they were on like a main drag in a really nice house. And I think that that has something mm-hmm. to do with it. Anyway, I don't know what the point is that I'm trying to make here, but we all have a lot of it feelings a, about this time of year. It was complicated. Yeah, it was it it's complicated. a complicated situation yeah. to be a Jew during the Christmas season. Which is why we are today hosting a holiday a episode, special. a Christmas special <laughs> of our podcast, despite mm-hmm. both being Jews. And despite one other thing, which is that the L word itself never had a Christmas special, despite my personally calling for one every year. And as you know, they always listen to my They always do. Every year, they're always like, what does Reese think about the L word? Let's not do it. And every year I say, what? Where is the Christmas special? Every year? Where is it? Every year. And one year I decided I was going to write one. That's right. Recently. This is after the reboot had been announced. Yes. Famously, Reese, you wrote an L word Christmas special. Yeah, I can't open it on my computer, um, which is a whole other story that I won't get into, but it has to do with final draft. No, but what's interesting is I, I did find the treatment and I had said it right at this period of time. Like I, I didn't realize they were like bringing in new characters and stuff because it had just been announced. So I said it to take place like three days after season five ended because all I did know was that they were going to like pretend like season six never happened, which turned right. out to not be true. That was a lie. But it was going to, because like Christmas movies, the, the one we're going to talk about today doesn't involve this, but Christmas movies usually involve a small business underdog story. Always. As well Always. as a romance. And so part of it was like Helena had this new girlfriend um, who worked at Glad, who was also <laughs> like this wealthy. I think I had her like as a trans woman because I was like, let's come on, let's fucking have a fucking trans do it. Yes. on the show finally. Love it. Love it. You know, and she and they're at the, her chateau in Tahoe or whatever. And Jenny's a chateau in Tahoe. And then Alice uses uh, the movie being stolen. And Alice uses her platform and the woman from Glad to fight back against the man who wants to take all of the gay parts out of the movie, <gasps> you know, and then get it produced. And then it's like everyone can actually enjoy Christmas. And then I forget what I have with all the romantic storylines and stuff. But um, it, it was going to be really good. And, it sounds uh, incredible. Yeah, doesn't it sound really good? Yeah, I would love to watch that. Thank you so much. But in lieu of the L word having an actual Christmas special. Which would be great. Um, which would be great. Um, some people from basically the same, I guess, uh, social web as many of the L word women mm-hmm. uh, made one of their own. They sure did. That film is called Happiest Season and it just premiered on Hulu recently. Yeah. And many of you asked us if we would do an episode about the film. And we said, okay, and we'll see how that goes. And here we are. Doing it. We're doing it. You're listening to it. You ready to get into it? I'm ready to get into it. So we open in an oil painting. (laughs) We open trapped in an oil painting. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is to try to give us some like backstory on the characters through... Uh 
illustrations. Oil paintings. Oil paintings that we are <laughs> yeah. trapped in. And you know what? They really did look like the characters. They, they were really good oil paintings, I think. You know, Dan Dan Levy stuffed a turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a picnic in the park. Uh, they had necklaces. They exchanged necklaces. <laughs> so this is big character building stuff here. You're really getting to know these people because these are very specific actions done by very, very specific, specific people. Yeah. Which, which I think is throughout, you know? And then we barrel into a uh, walking tour. A walking tour. It's like a candy cane lane situation. Mm-hmm. And my friends, this is a real event. It is a real event. It takes place in Du Bois Town, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. It's been an annual tradition since 1957. Uh, and Santa is usually there, although we did not see Santa. Wow. You know what? Santa's version. nowhere to be found in this whole film. That's true. Maybe because of like... Santa's homophobic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. And we meet our our women, um, our ladies in love. Our ladies in love. <laughs> one is tall and one is shorter. The Which is already is a, great di- a, a great dynamic. This is already <laughs> great, an excellent... Mm-hmm. lesbian pairing one tall one less tall we have harper who loves christmas she loves it so much and we have abby who doesn't love christmas and love christmas and i immediately was like abby you're my girl i also yeah. don't really care about christmas very much um and so i i and robin I, is tall and robin is taller than me yes so i really i bought into it immediately i was like yes i'm right there this is <laughs> yeah, real you're like, it's this believable. Is real. yeah yeah, they climb up on a roof. I did not hijinks. I did not like the hijinks. I mean, hijinks I, for five minutes. I think uh, the, they look at the lights is beautiful. I think looking at the lights was one thing, but I think oh climbing God, on the roof is very dangerous. The roof climbing? Yeah, I thought that was so dangerous. I, I would never be able to be a part of this. Well, I think that's what set this couple apart is that they are risk takers. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did not like the roof climbing because it looked <laughs> very dangerous and... Mm-hmm. um. Uh, trespassing really uh and yeah those are I, I wasn't i wasn't a fan i'm not i'm not yeah. a risk taker i guess <laughs> so you know they had me and then they lost me i thought it was a little bit contrived however when i first saw this film i saw it at a drive-in the drive-in premiere that's right and, yes which was nice because um they gave us a snack box Ooh, two snack boxes actually we got two snack boxes and then we were in our car and this was like just before the uh surge began like three days before sure. um so we were in our car in a parking lot filled with other cars and and then who appeared on the stage ten thousand miles away but kristen stewart herself oh my god and i was like oh my god <laughs> uh they were all there all the women of the film were there i think i don't remember i remember very much though that i had not i think i had already probably already taken an edible and kristen stewart was definitely was there and she said that she wished there had been a movie like this when she was growing up and i thought that's very cute and i love this and here we are sharing we're not sharing air because everyone has a mask on and we're in a car but we're sharing the idea of it exactly and i like that sentiment when i make things especially when i make things geared at younger audiences i always Mm -hmm. think about about it in terms of like what would I want have wanted to see when I was younger and that's even how I think about stuff now is like what do I want to see now Mm -hmm. um when I actually get to like make queer things um so I I think that's beautiful it it is it's beautiful and that's what Christmas brings out in people oh my god Harper is so turned on by the light display that she loses her mind and invites Abby to come home with her for the holidays even though Abby already has commitments pet sitting mm-hmm. 
And the next day, Abby wakes up and she's very excited about going. And Harper's suddenly a little lukewarm. She's not yeah. sure if she wants to go anymore. And we, the audience, were like, what's going on here, ladies? What's yeah, going what's, on? What what's happened? What's dynamic? Yeah. I mean, we kind of know because we already saw the trailer. But Of course. <laughs> then we go to a restaurant in, in Pittsburgh called The Vandal, uh, where we meet John. John. Played by Carly's. Played by, played by Carly. Played by me, a.k.a. <laughs> Dan Levy of Schitt's Creek fame. You know... Is he kind of playing a version of himself slash a version of David Rose? Maybe. Does it matter? No, no, it doesn't because he is so funny and so wonderful that he can do whatever he wants. He lights up the screen. I read a fashion article where they said that they had him dress more like like plaids and like more like rustic type Mm. because they wanted to show that it was a departure from from David. From David. That Mm -hmm. makes sense. I mean, David had a very, very specific wardrobe, so... Mm-hmm. This definitely is different than that, which is great. So we have this is a there. They seem to be best friends. And you know what? I think that's cute because we don't have enough gay men, lesbian best friendships in the media, even though they're all over the world. Absolutely. My best friend of over 20 years is a gay man. Correct. And so, I think there needs to be more representation of those types of queer family, chosen family type relationships on on film and television. I love that. Absolutely, I love that, too. Then we go to the jewelry store where Abby, for some reason, is buying a ring. Have they told us how long this couple has been together? I feel like it's been, they moved in like eight, six, eight months ago. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it's no more than a year. Ooh, that's tough. Also, the longer (laughs) they've been together, the the, what we're about to learn about Harper mm-hmm. becomes even more kind of ridiculous the longer they've been mm-hmm. together too. So on the one mm-hmm. hand, it's like I want them to have been together a long enough time where a mm-hmm. proposal feels super earned and like a, the next logical step for them in their journey. Yeah. But at the same time, the longer they have been together at this point, the more in completely ridiculous it is what Harper's about to tell her. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think we do determine it's a year because later John says like, I knew it. You couldn't be with someone for like a year and not have them at their parents or whatever. Remember? Uh, okay. Yeah. So they've been together for about a year and Abby is ready to propose, which is absolutely bananas. And she, I would recommend against it. Too as soon. Someone who did get engaged uh, a, a year after uh, dating. And as you can tell, my friends, I'm not married. So as a person who has been <laughs> married for many years, I can tell you that we did not move in together until two years and we didn't get married until five. I'm not saying everyone needs to do that, but I am saying it's good to really give things time and and there's no reason to rush these things. But, mm-hmm. you know, but this is also a movie. It's a rom-com. We need the yeah. drama. We need the excitement. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. White people wanting to get engaged. Oh, man. What a, what a treat for the world. Beautiful white people in all of their, their beanies. And then we go out <laughs> into the street and John is expressing that he believes this is a heteronormative, terrible idea. Abby, you and Harper have a perfect relationship. Why do you want to ruin that by engaging in one of the most archaic institutions in the history of the human race? Because I want to marry her. Okay, you say that, but what you're actually doing is tricking the woman you claim to love by trapping her in a box of heteronormativity and trying to make her your property. She is not a rice cooker or a cake plate. She's a human being. Abby says that she's her person and she wants everyone to know that and she wants to build a life together, which you can do, which you can do without getting married, just saying. And she's going to ask uh, Harper's dad for his blessing. And John's like, way to stick it to the patriarchy. Really well done. Which is really funny. 
his dialogue is great and his delivery yeah. of said dialogue is great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he makes some valid points. <laughs> he does. Points were made. Then we hop, jump, skip and ride into the car to gra- uh, grandmother's house. Up There's no grandmother. We go. But you know the song with the where the rain. Yeah. Over the river, Going through over the, the woods, mm-hmm, etc. Yeah. 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 And then grandma gets thrown over by the reindeer. That's how that turns out. Famously. Yes, that is what happens mm-hmm. to her. Abby is excited. Abby says she's great with parents, which she's not, but, um, <laughs> which we will learn is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that Kristen Stewart is also bad with parents. Like, yeah, often I can her that. worst qualities remind me of my worst qualities. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm good with parents. I think. Yeah. I'm good with parents. I'm pretty great with parents. I am. Yeah, I bet you are. I, uh, I can turn on the parent charm. I can do it really fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Usually parents think I'm really smart. They're like, wow, my daughter is da- or son is dating someone really smart. And then I can get away with a lot from there. That's good to do that. They usually, people <laughs> just think I'm completely ridiculous. <laughs> it's because of how I yeah. carry myself in a very ridiculous manner. <laughs> so we see here that Harper seems to be a little anxious. Mm-hmm. Harper is harboring a little secret. Oh! <laughs> did you just come up with that? Oh, I did. I did that on the spot. Oh my uh, god! So apparently, Harper went home this summer, came back, told her girlfriend Abby, which, by the way, was my fiance's name. Mm-hmm. I just need to get that out there. It's also my aunt's name. Not that that has anything <laughs> to do with anything, but it is a name that is in my yeah. life. Yeah. So just we're all dealing with our own stuff here. Yeah. Okay. We're all dealing with our own stuff. She went home this summer and she came back and she told Abby that she came out to her parents mm-hmm. and it went really well. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that's a lie. Complete she lie. She did go home this summer. <laughs> she did not come out to her parents. So the nothing she did probably did go very well. Uh-huh. Yeah. She did nothing and it went swimmingly. Swimmingly. It went great. And her dad is now, he's running for mayor. And everyone knows in 2020, you can't run for mayor with a lesbian daughter. You sure can't. Dennis, doesn't like Dick Cheney have a lesbian daughter? Yes. Or so, yeah, something mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Wasn't he vice president? Yes. Of the United States for and the a Republican Party. Yes. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I think it. What? I think we could also safely say here that her family is Republicans. It's right, pretty yeah. obvious immediately, which is not a character flaw of Harper. It's not her fault that she comes from mm-hmm. Republicans. Many people come from Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like you, you uh, can't Fitz choose and in the show scandal scandal famously and yes. olivia pope loved him exactly and then you he guest starred on the l word before that he did he did yeah so it all comes back around to lesbians exactly i categorically reject the idea that her sexual orientation would have any impact on his ability to run for mayor all i'm saying is i do think that they should have said this in the 90s I think that is a really interesting point. And I do think that some of the storyline would have felt a little more realistic set in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. to say that like people in our current uh, reality would not have this experience. But I just think yeah. that I agree. I, I feel like if this had been more of like a 90s period piece, first of all, mm-hmm. the fashions would have been incredible. <laughs> yes. The soundtrack love- would have also been incredible. Although the soundtrack yeah. is pretty great. The soundtrack we will get is to incredible, that. yeah. Um, but that would have been a really interesting yeah. take. Mm-hmm. But- Although I did, one of my friends I saw this with is not out to her family who hopefully aren't listening to this. Ooh. Um, so that was an interesting perspective. Well, you didn't say her name, have. so it should be fine. Yeah, I didn't say her name. But um, so that was an interesting perspective to have in the car of someone who isn't out. She like her family will probably be fine to it. She just hasn't doesn't feel ready yet. 
Can I ask, how old is she? Um, early 30s. Okay. Interesting. Um, but just like had her first girlfriend this year. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's sort of, you know, brand new. Yeah. There's also that thing of like people who aren't out and then they kind of have this idea that like, oh, I'll come out to them when I'm like in a long-term relationship and I want them to meet this yeah. person. And then yeah. it feels like that's like a uh, like a thing they're going to aim for. And I kind of right. get the sense that maybe Harper is like that too. But yeah. there's also this like dad's political career kind of thing yeah. with it that has complicated it in her mind. Yeah. And the thing is, obviously, Harper has a lot of internalized homophobia mm-hmm. and she's dealing with a lot. And there's not a problem with her not being out to her family. No. There is a problem with her fucking lying to her girlfriend yeah. about not being out to her family and not telling her till they're already in the road there when Kristen Stewart has obviously already packed all of the most homosexual clothing that she could find in the entire city of she, Pittsburgh. It's she really all in did. her suitcase. She has mm-hmm. pressed her suit and her ribbon tie. Mm-hmm. She's ready to be gay in the home. And she is just now finding this out that her girlfriend isn't out, but more importantly, is a liar. And that sucks. Yeah. Uh, I think if you find yourself in this situation where you're the Harper, Mm -hmm. um, what I would recommend doing (laughs) is telling your partner the truth so that Mm -hmm. they can make an informed decision as to whether or not they actually want to make that trip with you home for the holidays. Yeah. Just a, um, that's, but again, this is a, this is a romantic comedy. It is yeah, a film. This is, this is the conceit the of the film. This is the point. This is why we're it here. Is, this is the point of contention. This is the setup for the film. We kind of need it. So it's preposterous, but we're accepting it because it's the whole point of the film. And it's funny because like at first Abby's like, oh, like obviously is not wanting to go. And then Harper very quickly talks her into it, which I found very convincing because I feel like you're like, oh my God, this is bad. I'm out. And then it just takes a little prod because as soon as you say that, you're like, oh, God, we have to break up and then I have to move out and then this and, and this and everything's thing. and then someone's and then they're, they're just the, the smallest nice thing. You're like, OK, yeah, yeah, well, I'll just go along with it. That's yeah. easier. That's it's easier. Gonna be, it's going to be this. fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be How fine. hard could it be? Uh, how ha, hard could it be? Ha, ha, ha. They'll, they'll fall in love with her and they somehow won't know that she's also gay. Even and, though she is uh, very gay. Though she is obviously very gay. gay. <laughs> obviously gay. Yeah. And uh, maybe they'll recognize her from the film. From the Twilight film. Yeah, exactly. And they'll know she dated Robert Patty's noted pasta aficionado. Uh, Robert pasta Robert Patters, Paddington, Paddington. Okay. <laughs> Paddington Bear, um, <laughs> the star of the film Paddington Bear. Yes. Film Paddington Bear starring uh, Bella Swan. We arrive <laughs> at the home, the giant pristine home in the mysterious town outside of Pittsburgh that is never named. Never named. Mom is played by Mary. I cannot pronounce Mary a single goddamn word today. Exactly. Yes. Who we love. We love her. She is a legend. She's yeah. wonderful. She's has a great performance in this film. And we are greeted right away by her iPad, which is, <laughs> which a, is a funny a- little runner throughout the film uh-huh. where she's always taking photos on an iPad for her husband's social media account. I started an Instagram feed for your father to give voters a peek behind the curtain. Your mother's going viral. <laughs> yeah. I found that cute. to be very cute. We meet Jane, who is uh, Harper's sister. And Harper's sister. just a real delight. She's uh, the whole. F- I was just like, just just prote- protect Jane at all costs. You know, protect her. Oh, Jane. Oh, I have asked you not to do that. I know. I didn't listen. Oh, oh yay. 
I didn't think you'd be here, but oh, here you are. I didn't want to wait one oh, more second it? to see my little sis. Oh, I was changing the air filters. Thank you, Jane. <laughs> so Jane is played by Mary Holland, who also wrote this film with Cleo Duvall. And um, she is very, very funny. And actually has a kind of connection to the L word, if you think about it, because oh, she really? is in the comedy group Wild Horses with Stephanie Allen. Oh. Um, so, you know, it all leads back oh, to the L word. Interconnectivity, the chart, the chart, et cetera. Wait, is she gay? She is straight. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, so it turns out that um, Harper has sold Abby as her orphan friend. Orphaned friend roommate. <laughs> And everyone acts as if she was orphaned yesterday. Uh huh. Um, and her parents died tragically hours ago. And it's yeah. I actually thought it was very funny. Yeah, I did. I did too. And also, it happened when she was nineteen. And also, even as someone who just lost one parent, people handle it in a very, in a way like you have this tragedy like just radiating out of your body as soon as they find out. Other parents find out, and mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty intense dynamic. So being like a bona fide orphan which is a funny term for them to use yes Um, so yeah they think like she has nowhere to go and so she's here and that they're like doing something really like generous by like taking Uh her in (laughs) yeah taking her into their palace so we we get a little tour of the home um we see the oldest sister i think right sloan is the eldest i think so i think so we see sloan's room full of trophies um Mm. overachiever overachiever her mother laments that Sloan changed um, careers from lawyer to uh, make, gift makes baskets. gift baskets. <laughs> uh-huh. She and her husband were lawyers. Now they make gift baskets. Mm-hmm. And we we know that we are setting up this character. We're going to meet her later. But we that's all we get right now. Uh-huh. Uh, we go to Harper's childhood room uh, where we see Harper and Connor, her high school boyfriend's prom photo. Yes still prominently displayed in the room along with her Josh Hartnett posters. Which I thought was a wonderful uh, <laughs> touch considering Clea Duvall and Josh Hartnett were in the film The Faculty together. Mm-hmm. Interconnectivity. Um, interconnectivity once again, the chart.com. <laughs> Our chart, the chart. Our chart, ourchart.com. And then we find out that Abby will not be staying in Harper's uh, bed chambers. She will not. <laughs> she will not. She is uh, staying in a room in the basement. Uh-huh. She's in the basement in Jane's former childhood bedroom that looks mm-hmm. like it's also been converted into some storage. Yeah, it looks like they store some arts and crafts down there. Yeah, which is all relatable. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I buy every minute of this. All of this. Um, there's some funny, who says it, who's like, well, I'm sure that at least this is better than the orphanage. Yeah. She's like, well, um, I was 19. So, and she's like, oh, you're one of the lucky ones. Uh, and then she tells her that the lock doesn't work. Um, that's what we like to call in the biz foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. That's every time you come to my mom's house, you get a little bit of foreshadowing because somehow every room she puts me in, um, the door doesn't close all the way. We love to see it. Let alone lock. <laughs> um, we go to a restaurant. Do you think that this is, it's not the Olive Garden? I was hoping it was the Olive Garden, but yeah. I didn't feel like they were family when they were there. No, I didn't feel like that either. I felt like they were royalty. Yeah, and that's not that's not their slogan. That's not their, how they operate at the Elf Garden. Mm-hmm. Would have been a really a, great tie-in and make it, it more relatable been. to you and me specifically. Uh-huh. Yeah, if they'd had endless pasta. Oh, endless and salad and breadsticks. Oh. Breadsticks. That would be wonderful. Oh. 
So first of all, Abby has to sit in the child, like in this tiny they, chair. They like pull up this very small chair where she is like a <laughs> foot lower than everyone else, which is very uh-huh. funny. Yeah. And then the mother is like, oh, we need one more chair. And before you can even say, who did she invite? Wouldn't you know it? Hey, guys. How's it going? Connor, how funny to see you here. You told me to be here at 7, right? Connor's here. And who's Connor? Harper's high school boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. Right. And mom just thinks they're going to rekindle things because they're both single. Yeah. Jane starts to explain the the plot of her book, which sounds uh, great. Is it, it sounds great. I'm <laughs> I would like to pre-order the entire series. Uh, then we transition into a story about Harper getting the ch- her chicken pox at their house in Jackson Hole because of course they have a house in Jackson uh, Hole. Of course they do. And we find out that Connor was part of the chicken pox story, but left out of the chicken pox story when Harper relayed this story to Abby. So now mm-hmm. we have lie number two. Whew. What is wrong with having your boyfriend in a story? How many stories have I told about my boyfriends on this podcast? Probably 75 that no one wanted to hear. And yet I did them anyway. And yet she could not even mention the truth. To her family, she has Mm. internalized homophobia. And to her gay partner, she has internalized heterophobia. God, it's complicated to be gay. It's complicated. It's complicated to be Harper. (laughs) Also, we haven't talked about her wig. Right. Okay. Mackenzie Davis is a very attractive woman. Extremely attractive woman. Star of my favorite show, Hold and Catch Fire. She switches haircuts four times. One, once for every season of Hold and Catch Fire. And every time it looks good. This wig was a, not my favorite. Whew, this was it a almost looks mistake. like whoever did the hair was mad at her a little bit. <laughs> they were like, yeah, you look great. You know? Yeah. But or they were looking at Molly, the American Girl doll, and were like, how can I do this? This, on... but on you. <laughs> yeah, it's not, she's not, this is not her best haircut. It's not. We. It's It's a bummer. It's a but bummer. I found it to be very funny, so I, it made me laugh a lot. But I don't know that You're that was like, intentional. <laughs> her wig. <laughs> Wigs. So they go to the bathroom, as heterosexual women often do, together. Together, they do. yes. They, they do. And it's sort of cute. Like they, they're kissing and Harper's like, it's so hard to like not kiss you all the time. And Abby's like, can you even come? Whoa. Yeah, that's totally what it's like. <laughs> and Harper's like, I'll talk to my mom so that no, no, no more whatever happens, which obviously she does not do. Yeah, that's a lie. Third <laughs> line number three. <laughs> line number three. Ding on the lie-o-meter. And then, hey, yo. Guess who's here? It's, it's a Riley. new character. It's Her the name top off. It's, it's, it's a top off. <laughs> it's the top off. Riley wins. Just telling you ahead of time. Riley wins every Riley dominates every scene she's in by uh-huh. virtue of being Aubrey Plaza, being dressed very well, mm-hmm. and being extremely attractive. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you see her, you know this is this is Harper's ex-girlfriend. Oh yeah. You know it right away. And Abby's like, is this the Riley? And she's like, yeah. And it's super awkward. And Abby makes up a bad lie about who she is, that she's like her roommate. And Which she see th- sees through instantly. Immediately, yeah. Because I think Riley has seen a lesbian. I think Riley is aware of what lesbians look like. And mm-hmm. sometimes they look like Kristen Stewart. <laughs> yeah. And then Abby's like, well, who knows, maybe, maybe another one of your exes will bring up dessert. Which I thought was funny. That would have been great if that had happened, too. Yeah. Back at the table, we find out that dad went to Paris for a month and saw museums. Uh, Rich people things. 
Paris is always a snooze. Please, all of my fun little writers at home, pick a more revealing detail than Paris. Paris is a meaningless detail. It illuminates nothing. Nothing. It's a throwaway. Okay? Thank and you, Reese. Don't make this it has been a public show. service announcement from Reese This is Reese a public Bernard. service announcement. I'm sure I've discussed this on I'm sure I've discussed this on the podcast before because I it's my it's one of my uh campaigns is to stop having trips to Paris be presented as major character information. They're mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Abby goes to Carnegie Mellon. She's studying art history. And that is, I believe, the beginning and the end of what we learn about her interests. Correct. Dad is impressed. Something we've learned about this family right away is that they care about a lot of things like status. And they definitely seem to favor certain children over others. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't favor Jane. They do not. This is really a bummer. Jane is so wonderful. I just want so wonderful. I just want the best things for Jane. And it's good. You know what? She's going to be fine in the end. But like, Mm -hmm. it's a rocky road to get there. (laughs) It sure is. We go to Abby's bedroom at night and mom checks on Abby. Harper shows up. She says that her parents love her. And she's like, do they love me as much as Connor? And she's like, no, but they don't really like me that much. And that's funny. Things are still cute at this point. Yes. Then we cut to a phone call um, with John. Thank God. Thank God. We were like missing some John. We were like, "What? Yeah. we need some, like an infusion of excitement. And then here comes John on the phone. Mm-hmm. When he's like, have you managed to get a man's permission to take ownership of an adult human woman yet? <laughs> That's great. And then she is like, uh, so plot twist. She's not out. So She's not out. we can't be together here. And she also told, didn't tell them that I'm gay. Uh huh. And he has his great line from the trailer, which is, have they ever seen a lesbian? Right. Or have they ever seen Kristen Stewart? You know what's interesting about this family? Tell me. They have given their children, um, I would argue, homosexual names. And then they're expecting them to turn out heterosexual. I'm really glad we're talking about this. Sloan. Sloan. Even Jane is low-key gay. Riley is an extremely gay name, but obviously it's different family. Riley is fucking gay as hell, yeah. But I mean, like, we all know Abby. Yeah. Abby's are always gay. And Harper is a gay name. Harper is 1000% a gay name. Oh, we forgot to say that her parents spoke disparagingly of Riley's lifestyle choices at dinner. So that's when we find out that they yes. are openly homophobic, despite yes. Kristen Stewart being right there. And everyone knows that she's dating that girl, Sarah, whatever her name is. Exactly. Dylan or I don't even know who she's dating, but she's dating someone. Someone and, with a gay physical. name, probably. Yep. Okay. So we wake up. The kids... Sloan's children are there. They're staring at her. We meet Sloan. She's very uptight. We go to the kitchen. Sloan is played by Alison Brie. Oh, yeah. I Star love of the recently canceled program Glow. But she still has that the glow muscles in her arms from her glow workouts. <laughs> She's Those, a glow worm. She is still a wrestler. She has all the might of all a wrestler. All the might of a wrestler. We go to the kitchen. There, it's a little Christmassy breakfast. This made me wish miss going to rich people's houses and having. Oh my breakfast. god! They had another Christmas tree just in the kitchen. I know. I was like, I "Oh my god! This is a level of wealth I cannot comprehend." I've been to houses like this, and it just made me nostalgic for them. Oh my god! In addition to wanting a pool, I also like going to rich people's houses. The kitchens, I think, are really key. Yeah, she meets um, Sloane's husband Eric. He recommends coconut oil for Abby's hands. Jane <laughs> is so excited to go 
ice skating. We find out that Harper's a journalist and her dad is like, seems to be pretty proud of her being a journalist. Yes. And he's so excited to have all of his daughters here. And then we find out the big, this is the part of the episode that Carly likes best is that we find out there's a big event that evening. There are several big events Mm -hmm. that happen over the course of this trip that they are on. And this is the first. Yeah. And a major donor will be there. Major, major, major major donor, donor. Anyway, it's time to go ice skating. Uh, We drive to the ice rink and we have some very funny banter about uh, the curated gift experiences that are provided by Sloan and her husband. I laughed very hard at all that. (laughs) I enjoyed that very much. Yeah. I like a gift experience in a reclaimed log. You know? Yeah, of course. It's not a gift Gwen, basket. Gwenny it's liked an experience. it too. Yeah, exactly. It's an experience. You're like, this is what it's like to be Tom Sawyer, who had a raft logs, logs on a raft. Exactly. This is what it's That's like science. to be on a raft, a log mm-hmm. raft, but smaller and you're a gift. You're in the gift. You're part of the yeah. gift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah, that's special. And you need to go to law school if you want to do something like that. It's important to have that background. Yeah. Yeah. We go to the skating rink. And it turns out that Sloan and Harper are very competitive with one another. Oh, gosh. They sure are. Mm-hmm. They decide to race. I got scared for everyone. I was terrified for everyone. Not just everyone in the family, but just all the innocent bystanders. <laughs> um, yeah. Several people were knocked over that we saw. It was a it was a, it was a bloodbath. Brawl. It was exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> it was um, a bloodbath. An absolute bloodbath. The banter between... Ooh. Uh, the rest of the family while they're doing that is very funny. What are they doing? They're racing. Oh, yeah. Game time! Oh, I forgot to press start. How well, long do don't, you Don't tell them that. Should we stop them? No, they'll tire themselves out eventually. Yeah, that's right. Way Get off me! I love you guys. I love you. No! You're such a cheat. It ends with them beating the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. And that's therapeutic. I guess. Sure. As represented in the film Fight Club. Ah, yes. Famously. We go to the house. Anyway, it's all a lead in to go to the big party. Big party with the donor. The campaign woman. Woohoo. Woohoo. Jane is ready, is single and ready to mingle. (gasps) And uh, there's that great shot where she and Abby are standing up on like the second floor and they look down mm-hmm. and they see Riley and there's that yeah. great eye contact and everyone made a yeah. gif out of it. And I was really grateful to the internet for that gif. It was cute. There's Riley just amongst the crowd. Just Rylan. Speaking of gay names, the donor woman is named Harry. <laughs> and she is played by Anna Gosteyer, who's wonderful. Yeah. Is that really her name? That's so funny. And who is the other, oh, yeah, who is Harry. the, like, cam, do we, is it like the campaign manager who's played by the mom oh, yeah. bloggers? Uh, she, yeah, she's, her character's name is Carolyn and she's, uh, yeah, Carolyn was in Blockers, yes. Oh, I forgot she was in Blockers. She's so yeah. good. I love her. What's the Sarayu Blue. Name? Sarayu Blue. Yes. I love her. I think she's she so funny. Show. She's so good. I, when I saw her, I was like, oh my God, I'm so I excited. know, me too. I'm like, cast her in more things. Yes. Uh, we meet Harper's friends. They oh god, uh, they're terrible. Suck. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then Connor's there. Of course he is. There's too much Connor in this movie. There, I said it. Yeah. No, it had to be said. Connor pulls Harper aside to ask her out, and then John. Luckily, John calls, saving Abby from this horrible party. Which Terrible honestly, party. this is what night one since they got in yesterday. Well, they, the first night they went to dinner. So this is the yeah. second night. 
Okay, so this is night two. I believe that Harper still has an obligation to more or less stick to, with Abby. Yes. But she doesn't. John calls to let Abby know that she is at a country club that forbade women until very recently because, of course, he has been tracking her, which is funny. Yes, and that is another little runner throughout the film that will that will uh, pay off later. Yeah, and he already, this is says a lot because he's known them as a couple for a while now. Mm-hmm. But he is not excited about this, her not being out thing, and he is judging her choices. Yes. He also might have killed the fish. Correct, yeah. I mean, he did. He did. But this is the moment <laughs> where, where we're learning that it might have happened. Then we go to the house at night where we, Abby receives the most lukewarm sex in the history of sexting. Absolutely. Which is, I guess it's sort of a picture from, um, it's like Harper from like her chin down and you can kind of see her bra. Like almost. Almost. You can like almost see her bra. But like this honestly barely. reminds me of when I was a sex worker and we would do pictures for the website and you obviously like you had to have your clothes on in the picture, mm-hmm. but like just a bra and you couldn't have your face in it because obviously no one's face could be in it. So they would literally be like these chin down pictures with like just a little bit showing. They would be hotter than this one. But I yeah. was like, this is yeah. this is like this is exactly what those looked like. <laughs> and um, and Abby <laughs> pretends to be excited about it. And that's cute for them. Um <laughs> That's cute. They, you it's know, cute. that they're it's still cute. feeling that they're still feeling the love for each other. And Abby is just going to sneak on upstairs and get a little of that clavicle in her mouth. Whoa. Maybe a sternum is involved. <laughs> Maybe a sternum. Maybe Wait, a did, does she go upstairs or do they both go downstairs? Because then there's oh, the whole bit with the door the next morning, right? I think that I think Abby is going upstairs to Harper. But then after the after the hullabaloo. Harper ends up going oh, downstairs with Abby. Right. I forgot about that. You're right. Because the in the hullabaloo is that Abby is walking upstairs and then mom is awake. Uh-oh. So she has to hide in the closet. <laughs> Literally in the closet. Literally in the closet. She gets caught in the closet because the Roomba starts busting Uh-oh. around. Even Crazy though they have ass no Roomba. pets. <laughs> and, oh, and then the mom is like, Abby. What are you doing in the closet? Uh-huh. Get it? She's Get in the it. <laughs> Abby goes back downstairs. Harper sneaks downstairs and makes out with her. And that was cute. Yeah. And then it's the next morning because they fell asleep in bed together. Yeah. In a Harper's. room with a door that doesn't lock. Yeah. And Harper luckily fell asleep with her bra on, which is um, exactly a normal way to sleep. Always. Always normal. So they wake up together to everyone busting into their room, into their yep. little love nest mm-hmm. where we are going to see like a cute little morning of Kristen Stewart in a white tank top. And she says, why did you lock the door? I thought the door didn't lock. There was something blocking the door. She put oh, something heavy in front door. of it um, okay. to block it. It sounds like lock, but it's different. Okay, I like blockers. Ex- like the film Blockers, mm-hmm. which is a very good film. And the twins... Do spy Harper hiding behind the door through a crack. Oh, do they ever, those twins. But do they even know what they're looking at? They're not sure, but probably. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Kristen Stewart's wearing a white tank top with no bra. So that's a moment for her to be, that she's sharing now with, um, with the mother. With with the whole family. Yeah. Which is, which is beautiful. And that's really what Christmas is all about. It is. The human body. Mm Mm-hmm. Isn't it great? In its, in its splendor. 
in its splendor, holiday splendor. So then in the kitchen, everybody is making Christmas cookies and they start talking about the white elephant gift exchange, which Abby's never heard of white elephant. That seemed suspicious. Actually, you know what? I -hmm. take that back. I didn't know what white elephant was for a very long time. (laughs) In my family, it wasn't this. It was like you... You don't buy a gift for white elephant. You like give, you bring a gift that sucks. And then like three people will bring a gift that's good. Usually the guest, like usually the boyfriend or the fiance or someone is going to like come with like wanting to impress try to, everybody. Try to impress everybody. Yeah. yeah. Whereas my cousin Glenn is going to try to pass off the same um, California raisins figurine that sings when you touch it oh. um, for the fourth year in a row. There's also a roll of toilet paper that ends up um, resurfacing year Classic. after year. Classic. Ter- you know, really bad CDs. It's mostly a comedy show. It's mostly an opportunity for me and my dad's side do of the bits. family Everyone to wants do, to do bits. bits. Everyone has a bit and we're all doing them. I, mean, we're I doing started it. doing Autostraddle merch, you know, and Th- that's I'm something sure. that the family loves. It is. Yeah. Cause I'm successful. My hot take is that I hate white elephant. Okay. I barely am okay with secret Santa. I like <laughs> can get on board with secret Santa because at least you yeah. know who you're buying a gift for. I just hate getting joke gifts because then what do I do with it? You leave it at the house of the person who's hosting Christmas. Oh, but what if I'm hosting it? Then you are really up Shit Creek without a paddle. Shit's Creek, again, a show that is connected to this film. Interconnectivity, the chart.com. Backslash <laughs> our chart. So Abby is going to go to the mall with Sloan. And this the is a bold, again, they were, now we're on day three of the visit, and, and Harper is fully sending her secret girlfriend to the mall with her terrible sister and her children. I would, this is out of line. No. This is, we don't do this. <laughs> it's, this is only day three and you know your sister is mean. Yeah. And also you are leaving, she has no material. Like what is Abby supposed to talk about? What are they going to talk they, about? And when everything is a lie. Yeah. And she's a bad liar. Terrible liar. So then, and what does happen? Disaster is what happens. Oh, I didn't like this. I'll, you know what? I'm going to say I, it. I, I hated this. I didn't like this at all. You know what it was? It was people taking action on a misinterpretation of an event. And I, if there's one thing I hate, it is people <laughs> taking action on a misinterpretation of an event. Did it lead to a funny mall security yes. interrogation scene? Yes, it did. But so we're, we go to the mall. They're at like Williams Sonoma or Pier One or something. Whatever. Yeah. And she's trying to figure out what to buy for this gift exchange. And the twins slip a little necklace into Abby's tote bag. Yeah, I didn't really understand what they were doing. So, of course, the alarm goes off. Carolyn is at, at the store. So she witnesses Okay, wait. Abby. When Kristen Stewart goes up to Carolyn and is yeah. like, oh my God, hi, it's me from the other night. I was like, this is psychotic. This is actually psychotic. If I am anywhere and I see anyone I know, 99% of the time, I will hide. This is just a true fact about me. She was trying to be, I related to her because I was like, this is exactly the kind of mistake I made because I'd be like, I really need to impress everyone in this orbit. What do normal people do? They don't hide behind the pillows. They go up and say hello. And then I would go up and it would Carolyn hardly remembered that she existed. Uh (laughs) Oh, it was painful. It was so painful to watch. And then it was followed up with the alarm going off because Abby has this thing in her bag. And then we go to the security basement, which is, which is fun because now we have Jonah and also... Jonah and Wild, we have Lauren another, Lapkus and another right. member of Wild Horses. Um, mm-hmm. And the two of them are really fucking funny. Yeah. I like that we just call him Jonah. I just yeah, want to call him we're Jonah. Talking about. Yeah, we know. Everyone knows. Jonah from Veep. About. Yeah. And again, Clay Duvall, also on Veep. 
Oh, yeah. Also, Lauren Lapka, she's also, uh, you may recognize her from Orange is the New Black, which also yes. had a lot of gay things on it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not good <laughs> And Taylor Schilling dated Carrie Brownstein, who dated mm-hmm. someone in this orbit, right? Yes. Uh, St. Vincent. St. Vincent, who dated... Kristen Stewart. Right. There we go. Yeah, we, we did it. All the queer women are connected specifically by this film. <laughs> yeah. So this is so funny. Then we arrive back at the homestead and they basically really believe that Abby tried to steal a fucking necklace from William Sonoma Pier One Pottery Barn. They sell necklaces at, at, <laughs> at Pottery Barn. At Target. At the, at the it looked like maybe a J. Crew Bougie store. At J. Crew? Banana Repub. I don't know. Banana, banana Pub. At the, pub. At the B Pub. <laughs> That's because That's what we call B-dubs. Banana Republic <laughs> at B Pubs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and everyone seems to just think that she did it. And yeah, that sucks. Harper is not. I was bummed out her on her behalf. Enough. No, she was not. This is the thing that pissed me off the most, more than anything else. Honestly, I was like, "Girl, you can't let your like you're just gonna let your family believe that." This is what four strikes against Harper at this point. Five, right? <laughs> Where are we also, at on our? Didn't on Abby our... see the necklace and think like this is the necklace that the twins were looking at earlier? Interesting. So Harper is going to, what's she doing that night? She's going somewhere. She, uh, going to a thing with her dad. Harper has to do a thing for the dad's campaign or something. And so Abby gets out of having to do it. Which means Abby is now on her own. I would actually probably love this if I was sent out on my own. Like, oh, I'd be thrilled. I'd be like, yes, absolutely. I I will just go by myself. Don't worry about me. Mm -hmm. I will figure it out. Yeah. I love to walk around alone. This is a pre-COVID um, world, a non-COVID world. So yeah. it's a little different where you can actually go places and bump into people and then drink alcohol with them yeah. with drag queens, which is exactly what happens and is wonderful. Yeah. So she takes herself out to dinner and then she runs into Riley and she's like, I'd really love to drink some alcohol. And so Riley takes her to the bar that has drag queens that you probably recognized and I did not. Uh, yeah. It's Jinx Monsoon and Bendela Creme. No idea who that is. Well, it's funny because this takes place in Pittsburgh, but they're both Uh from Seattle, but whatever. Um, But they're delightful and um, they instantly light up the screen Mm -hmm. and the movie is better for for their inclusion. I agree with you, even though I didn't know who they were. They're great. Jinx Monsoon won season four of RuPaul's Drag Race and Bendela placed in the top three in season six and then came back and should have won All-Stars season three I want to say but then she just dropped out despite the fact that she won like every maxi challenge and then she was like I'm good and just like peaced which was like kind of a baller move Uh, totally (laughs) don't worry about it baller move (laughs) absolutely and Abby surprise tells Riley yeah I think that your assumption about my relationship with Harper was accurate was correct Mm -hmm. she knows that Riley was Harper's first girlfriend but Mm -hmm. she doesn't know much more than that Oh, she's about to. She's about to. Uh, it turns out that Riley and Harper began dating in the beginning of high school. They left love letters in each other's locker. And then when they were discovered, Harper said that Riley was a lesbian who was in love with her. Oof. I feel like I've seen this movie. Yeah, this has, I mean, actually. This, this is several movies from the 90s. Uh-huh, yeah. This is no. literally the, the storyline of like Lost and Delirious. <laughs> But like that has more birds. 
but like the, it is also one that happens in real life like this yeah does happen in real life it has happened mm-hmm. to people in real life and when you do that to somebody who you fuck them up you fuck them up that's a fucking choice and it's a bad it choice. sucks it's just it sucks yeah so harper or riley says she can relate to being in love with someone who's afraid to tell the world who they are mm. and the chemistry between these two women is electric. palpable palpable it's great one might think are they gonna make out i was actually at this point shouting at the tv <laughs> make, make out, out. Then there's a big drag queen sing along. Who doesn't love that? I mean, that's great. And um, then Lucy, her brother, was in the bar scene that comes next. Oh my god! And then Riley goes and sits next to Abby. Yeah, which I I was like, booth good booth. job, Riley. I was like, yes, there she goes. She's got a plan. Yeah, and I was like, Sliding here we go. In. It's happening. Just slid into, into that her, other side of the booth. Sliding into her booth DMs. DMs of the booth. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we're old Um, (laughs) I've never slid into anything Um, I tried to slide once when I played softball and I got terribly injured (laughs) what this this episode of the podcast is called embarrassing things that happened to Carly and their childhood (laughs) yeah Lauren make sure you leave in all of the embarrassing (laughs) things I disclose in this episode don't take them out I want the world to know it's time for me to come clean about how yeah. deeply embarrassing my Yeah, everyone needs to know what happened to them. It's not, it's not, Ooh. it's important. It's important. I think it's important. <laughs> then we meet up with Harper and her insufferable friends at a nearby bar. And they're like doing shot skis and like doing <laughs> shot skis and brewskis. And oh, it's just very hetero and very insufferable. It's also sad because Abby like jumps up to join her at mm-hmm. the bar she left the drag bar and Riley a nice time where she was having a wonderful time. They were mm-hmm. definitely going to make out if she had stuck around. Yeah, I think we all we all know that's where it was going. And she went to go be with straight people doing straight people things. And after she gets there, almost immediately, Harper's like, well, whatever. I mean, you know, I'm just going to like stay out late with my friends. My friends at home who are listening to this podcast. This is. A terrible thing. This was upsetting. This was upsetting to me. She sends Abby home to her home with her family who think that Abby is an orphan shoplifter, like Winona Ryder. Heterosexual orphan heterosexual orphan shoplifter, which is the worst kind of shoplifters. Yeah. Sends her home. And the reason is that she wants to stay at the bar and do tequila shots with her ex-boyfriend, Connor. With whom she has honestly spent more time than she has spent with Abby on this vacation. Oh, yep. You can't do that. Once you are friends with your partner's family, yeah, you can do, you can, whatever, you can go your own ways, but you can't send just like her home. Yeah, exactly. You can't send your secret girlfriend home so that you, like, why? Just leave the bar. And I am, as anyone who listens to the podcast, know a big fan of partners living their very independent lives of separating whatever possible. I am also a big proponent of this for sure. There's an exception to that rule that is on the very first time you meet your partner's family. You you should not go your own way. (laughs) You should. That is not a time to go your own way. That is a time of much planning Uh and discussions. Yeah, I I tend to agree with that as well. Yeah. And I think 
that they kind of brushed over that. Dead. This happens, which is she tricks her in the car about the lie about the coming out. And then suddenly mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to get wasted with Connor over here. <sighs> fucking Connor. And sends her home. Now, if I was Case Stu, I would have gone right back to that gay bar uh-huh. in the hopes that uh, Riley was still there. Mm-hmm. Um, though I feel like Riley probably was just like, well, I guess I'm going to go home. But you know what? Part of me th- wants, to, wants to think that she hung out with the drag queens. I would text Riley and be like, you up? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but hey, you still, the, you still at the gay bar? Because, still at the gay uh, bar? Cool, and I'll be right back. I would come back incensed with rage against and ready to make a mistake. And ready to fuck up. Yeah. Ready to ruin my relationship. <laughs> yes. I would be full of the spirit of ruin <laughs> and ready to share it. Which is not Christmas spirit, but it is kind of related. <laughs> it is related. Then we add insult to this injury with Abby sending texts to Harper that she literally just ignores while she's at the bar with her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then finally, after it's past 2 a.m., she's like, I'm home. Good night. See you in the morning. Blah. Yeah. And wow. Obviously, rude. Like, rude. And nothing makes you feel more psychotic than sending texts to somebody who's out with their ex who is not responding to the text. That is psychologically a way to ruin somebody. Yeah. And meanwhile, of course, Connor tells Harper that he misses her. They hug mm-hmm. night, And he's like, hey, Harper, was there someone else? What do you mean? Is that why we broke up? No. No, I mean, I, I told you that the long distance just got too hard and... The distance, yeah, no, I know. I know. I don't know. Just kind of always felt like there was something... Kind of felt like there was something you weren't telling me. And this is when I realized she was dating Riley and Connor at the same time. Yep. This is the moment where that becomes very clear. And clearly this conversation is about like more like, you know, what were you hiding? And the thing she was hiding was that she was gay. Wait, wait, sorry. She was dating Riley at the beginning. Remember they were freshmen and they started dating. Yeah. But didn't, wasn't she dating him near like the end? Like later years it of maybe, high school? Yeah, maybe it didn't overlap. Yeah. I guess it's like, it could have overlapped. It didn't necessarily have to overlap. But the point but is that have. she was hiding her Yeah, the sexuality. point is that she was hiding her sexual orientation. But this yeah. is just when in my head I thought, oh my God, wait, were they, not because you said was there someone else, but just because I was thinking about what their relationships in high school. And I was like, I think they probably overlapped. I mean, it's very level. possible. But Harper was like, no. And I think though that in this scene, you did see that Harper was just really does have a lot of internalized homophobia and has completely destroyed her whole inner narrative about all of this and does not know how to find her way back. No. And that's really sad. It is sad. I think that's probably something that audiences can relate to. It wasn't my journey, but I'm sure it was someone's and that's, that sucks. Yeah. I wanted her to be like, well, actually Connor, I'm gay. I was hoping that she would say that. Instead to add an injury to the insult that we already added to an injury when Abby comes to check on Harper in the morning and it's like, I didn't know where you were, blah, 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 blah. She's like, I didn't know I had a curfew. Oh, then she just gets angry. Uh Oh, 
She is just doubling down on all of her bad decisions at this point. Not good. Not Mm -mm. good. She said, I'm feeling Mm -mm. suffocated. Why are you keeping tabs on me? I know why. Because you're at her parents' house. That's why. It was such a like uncalled for like outburst from Harper in this moment. Like what the fuck? Harper. And And she's like, you agreed to this? And it's like, no, she was already in the car on her way there. She did not agree to this. She did not. She agreed agree to, to a this. very different circumstance. Indeed. And then she says that she needs some space Whew. at her parents' house. Where they both are. And her parents think that Abby is a uh, shop, heterosexual, heterosexual orphan shoplifter. shoplifter. <laughs> exactly. And this is terrible. It's very upsetting. It's really fucked up. Because it's completely, she's making Abby feel like her reaction is like, yes, it's true you're not out. But like you, that means you have to still make space for like how Abby is going to feel about you staying out with your boy ex-boyfriend. Yes, you do have a curfew because you're staying at your family's house. So like, yeah, there's yeah. an expectation that you're going to be home. And, and you brought her on this trip with you yeah. and then sent her home to go to sleep after you asked her to meet you at a bar. Yeah. Where she you was already her. at a different bar. Mm-hmm. And she should have just stayed there. And she says she's feeling suffocated on a trip to her family's house, which is, uh, which again, as aforementioned, is a time for suffocation. That is a suffocation event. You go into that knowing you will be suffocated suffocated. by your family. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you can't turn around and make it Kristen Stewart's fault. Mm -mm. You can't. Mm -mm. And uh, Abby looks up uh, a rideshare app and discovers it would cost over $1,000 to get a ride home. Goodness gracious. John calls. John calls or she calls John. I don't remember, but I would have been like, bitch, come get me. <laughs> I think John calls and he says that he apologizes for judging her. Yes. And she is kind of like, you know what? Actually, you are correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says, this is why I avoid Christmas. It always brings out the worst in people. And I'm like, uh, don't blame Christmas for this. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I would blame Christmas, but that's my cynical Jewish side. Call me crazy. I would blame Harper. It does seem that the line of blame here would be a very direct, direct straight line, line mm-hmm. just to Harper. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's sad and she's crying. She doesn't know if she can stick it out or not. Also, um, John is at the pet store <laughs> buying new fish. In the previous scene, when he asks her where you would go to get fish, that <laughs> was very funny. When he was that like, I love me. these fish so much. So much that I wanted some of the same fish of my own. Uh-huh. That was, I was like, a pet store. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, but he doesn't know. No. He didn't know. It's, it's so funny. funny. Ah. His reaction to this is weird. He's just like, I'm going to need to give this a think or whatever. And so Abby still doesn't know what to do. And then she makes a strong, strong move, which is calling Riley. Hey, um, hey, it's Abby. Are you, are you doing anything right now? <sighs> I mean, first of all, great. Uh-huh. As a person who wants to watch chaos happen <laughs> in a film. Yeah. Yes. Well, my thought during this was like, that is exactly what I would do once more. So she goes um, white elephant gift shopping with Riley, which mm-hmm. is, I, I love this. For, I lo- for now we're doing local shops. We're on a walk. We are not yeah. at the mall Supporting any longer. small businesses. We are support- absolutely small business Saturday. We're doing it up. Um, mm-hmm. Love it. Love everything that's happening. And then Harper is also shopping and she sees Abby and Riley walking by. And I was like, <laughs> I also you asked her for reaction. space, you monster bitch. Yeah. This is your own fault. You're the architect <laughs> of your own demise. Feeling a little suffocated now, are you? Huh? Who's hmm? suffocated now? Why don't you call Connor? 
Harper sees them walk by and then Harper like drops a case of wine. Yes. Yes, she does. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The whole thing just breaks. (laughs) 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 It looked like she was shopping at like Rose Apothecary too, which I thought was great. Yeah, she was. It's like Patrick's in there. Could you imagine? I know. I did feel like all of those little shops had like a Rose Apothecary vibe. I know. It was so cute. We go back to the glorious house and home Mm -hmm. of the illustrious Harper family where um, she gets home and mom, her mom is a total bitch to Abby. And cause Abby's like, where did I put the gift? She's like under the tree. Where do you think? And then she's like, I'm yeah. so sorry. And then she says she can't find her Christmas brooch and clearly. And believes- then accuses her of stealing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, if it should magically appear, that would be, okay. I, won't, I won't ask any questions. Ask any questions. I'm like, Oh my God. You need to like fix it. Enter, fix it. Fix it. Um, Abby tells Ted, the dad, that she didn't shoplift and he clearly doesn't believe her. Oh, he doesn't believe her at all. He's also like not really paying attention to her. No, he's in his own little man. Whatever happens in the brain of a white man. There is no way of knowing. He's thinking about money. And then Harper comes down and she and I think that uh, looks Abby thinks she looks nice. And then Harper is like, so what were you doing all day? And she's obviously like being a bitch about it because yeah. she saw Abby with Riley. And um, I love the pettiness that Abby is just like, oh, I was just mm-hmm. alone, you know. I but appreciated before- that. Yeah, I really did. But before they can really get into it, um, mom interrupts or dad interrupts. Someone interrupts. It's time for the Christmas party in full bloom. It's here. It's happening. Get out of the way if you don't want to be a part of this party because it is in it full is, swing. It's happening. This is the main event of the year, of the season, of the show, of the movie, of the film, is, of cinema history. This is the container for the big climax of this film. Yeah. And not it all sex climax because it's just a Christmas movie for no. children. And teenagers. It's a drama and climax. Adults. Yeah. The kiddos are singing. Um, Dad uh-huh. introduces Jane as the only reason their internet works. Oof, that's brutal. Abby looks incredible. Abby looks like she thought to herself, what is the gayest outfit I have with me on this trip? Yeah. Let me return and get something gayer. I'm going to, I'm going to get a gayer outfit than that. Yeah. And this was that outfit. And you know what? She looks amazing. And it's a really nice fuck you (laughs) to all the conservatism-ness happening around Mm -hmm. her. I don't know what it is. looks like she's just sort of wearing, it's like not a tie, whatever it is. Um, Yeah. I love it. It's perfect. Her hair looks great. Her face looks great. Everything looks great. I don't know how Harper could be like, I'm still not ready. Oh my God. I know. She looks incredible. She looks amazing. Good for her. This is a real vengeance look, which I love. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's, love out, she's dressed look. to kill. Indeed. And Riley saddles up and with for a spiced alcoholic beverage. That was and a great moment. Love that moment. Now they're party friends. And you know who catches that? Harper. 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 Harper catches Harper that. catches that. And Abby's like, Yesterday I'd never felt closer to another person in my entire life. And now I I don't know her. And I thought she loved me and was happy. But I, I, I see her here and she's so terrified of what everyone thinks. It's just making me wonder who the real Harper is. You know? Very wise, Riley says, like, maybe... Both of these versions of Harper are the real Harper. This is just, you know, because we tend to do that. We're like, oh, that's not really her. And it's like, that is her too. We contain multitudes, all of mm-hmm. us. 
And sometimes you are one person in a certain environment and a different person in a different environment, whether mm-hmm. that's for safety reasons or big lying reasons or whatever um more than one thing can be true at once Mm -hmm. there are two harpers in this case there are and at least two that we know of it's been an entire day and i as far as i know harper has not yet apologized for asking abby for space in her own home no she has not apologized um at all no she has not so that's great Again, it's okay for Harper to not be out, but it's not okay for her to be a shithead. Exactly. Although it's obvious also that she's struggling with a lot of things. We just don't know that much yes. about her, so it's hard. We don't really get her internal Yeah. Stuff I mean, we can happening. project and we can guess based on people we've known and situations we're familiar with, but I would imagine like the lay person watching this would not be able to understand that like I do think a lot of her behavior, which is like emotionally abusive at times, mm-hmm. is coming from this complicated fucked up place which doesn't excuse it right it doesn't excuse just, it but it does do some work at explaining yeah some of her internal workings mm-hmm. and then who should show up at the door it's not santa claus it's, it's not, not rudolph the red nosed reindeer also not it's not jack frost it's not nope. father time it's not jenny Schechter or eileen shaken it's none of the above it's john abby <clears throat> it's john because as we recall from earlier he has been tracking (laughs) abby's whereabouts Mm -hmm. and he has brought himself to this party which i was personally thrilled to see delighted delighted he shows up and immediately is cast as abby's (laughs) ex-boyfriend john and he has to pretend to be straight and it is very funny Mm -hmm. yes i am john abby's heterosexual ex-boyfriend and I have come to get her back. Mm, I see. Well, it would have been nice to have known you were coming, but since you are here, enjoy. Thank you so much. Okay, I nailed that, and she is fabulous. What are you doing? That's so funny. It's so funny. Because also, they both look so gay. Like, these two people, like... They could Abby not has look never gayer. looked gayer. Like they're both just standing there in their full gayness. And it's like, have these people ever like the drag queen bar is down the street. Uh, just leave this boring yeah. Republican Party and go hang out with Jinx and Vendela. I mean, come on. It's so yeah. obvious. It's obvious. Take what, Riley with you. You three yeah. would have a blast. Oh. Come on. Yeah. Go get, get some shots. You know what? Take Jane, too. You know what? Jane needs to get out of Jane here. I don't needs like to her get here. Out of here. And I have a we feeling she'd, be, she'd, she'd experiment. Sure. We already know she's an ally. Well, we're yeah. about to find out that oh, yeah, she is an ally. Yeah. One of my Spoiler. favorite lines in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think Abby looks over and Harper is like sort of flirty with Connor or something. Yeah, yeah, she is. And then Abby's like, you know what? Harper, it's over. Done. Oh, it's devastating. It is devastating, but I was like, so like righteously angry on her behalf. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah, vengeance. Yeah. And again, because, because I am a chaos demon. So amazing. I'm just she like being so told that from that person and from that, that person in that ooh, outfit. Oh, you fucked stabbing. up. <laughs> you fucked you up, Harper. Fucked up. You fucked up, Harper. And then Harper chases her downstairs so that they can fight about it. And Harper, of course, like, why are you huddled in a corner with Riley? And this is textbook toxic behavior. Of oh, you're yeah. being the jerk. They try to live their own life. You're deflecting your shit onto me. Yeah. And then you blame them for their reaction to your shittiness. Exactly. um, Which is completely fine. When she's Mm -hmm. with 
whatever. Um, and then we have the line that Abby says she doesn't like being hidden, da da da, da. and Harper says, I'm not hiding you. I am hiding me. That's Harper's whole deal and yeah. what I wish we got a little more of throughout the right. film. But it definitely is a pretty devastating moment here. Yeah. It's like she's so concentrated on hiding herself that she is not paying attention to the fact that Abby also has feelings. But honestly, yeah. this fight, I thought that was a really good line. But this fight bothered me because I do feel like Abby's argument was really focused on like, you're not out and you're hiding me and that's not okay. And when I feel like the real problem was just that she was being an asshole. I wish that they had actually addressed that because I felt like that was a little yeah. bit um, toxic to not kind of make clear to the audience, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know? And then finally, finally someone walks in on them. And it's Sloan. And it's Sloan. Of course it is. And I think at this point, Abby has just like started to forgive Harper already, which I'm like, oh God. Um, and she walks <laughs> in and she's like, oh my God. And then... Um, we cut to upstairs where John is asking Connor about pumping weights uh, and how much oh he my pumps God. or whatever. Him trying to be trying to talk to Connor and pretend <laughs> to be straight and talk about like muscles is yeah. so good. It's so funny. Uh, and then we're upstairs, Sloan and uh, Harper are having this huge drag out, like knockdown, literally fight where they're literally. Like, this is the second one of the film. Uh huh. Yeah, like, please don't tell mom and dad yet. And it's complete chaos. And then... Oh, my God. In the middle of the chaos, they fling open the door and find Sloane's husband is in the closet hooking up with Carolyn, uh, um, who, again, I love. Yes. And I love, love this for both of them. Yeah. Get together and leave. Leave the family. Uh, you deserve better. Yep. Take your children. And... <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, we weren't going to tell them. So then that's when we realized that at first I thought they were ethically not monogamous. But then I realized they were about to get a divorce. <laughs> exactly. I was wondering the same thing. And yeah. then I was like, got it. Right. Um, and meanwhile, downstairs, Jane cannot pick a white elephant gift. She just doesn't know which one she wants. And she doesn't know. She's a, she's, maybe she's a Libra like me. Oh, I could see that. And her. I think and then back upstairs, Abby kind of tries to intervene in some way. And Sloan yells, you stay out of this, Sappho. <laughs> it's uh perfect <laughs> what could That's i do it's perfect incredible <laughs> <laughs> downstairs uh carrie has selected jane's white elephant she un she unveils the painting and it's a painting that jane she, did it's a beautiful painting of main street <laughs> and she's street. like what the fuck is this and i'm like what do you think it is it's a painting of main street and john is like i love that yeah <laughs> because he has john is taste. perfect the fight from upstairs tumbles into the downstairs and Sloane is like, all of this is happening because Harper is... Oh! 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 <gasps> Harper is a lesbian. Abby's her girlfriend. First of all, lesbians can be very innocent too, just for the record. True. They're not all shoplifters. Yeah. Or shoplifting, heterosexual shoplifting orphans. I did notice in this point, because like, Harper is like yelling back and she's and she's like she's at full throttle anger mode. But the music they have is like very slowed down and sad, which I thought was like yeah. a really nice like it was a nice contrast. Yeah, because it showed that like Harper's intense, overwhelming, loud emotions were really just weren't weren't were just sad. Yeah. Like the music and, was like. Yeah, it was like. Ugh. Yeah. Which I thought was. A very nice touch. 
Yeah, I agree. And so when Harper immediately is like, no, like, no, no, she's not. That's not true. And Abby is like, all right, bye. She's like, I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> That's awful to hear your partner like yeah. shouting that in front of yeah. you at their family. Oh, it's brutal. And Riley shakes her head like, oh, God, this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Riley's like, here we go again. Like, <laughs> And then Harper smashes Jane's painting. I put 100 hours into that painting and you you just destroyed it like it was nothing. Um, That broke my heart. Truly. I was like, I, it, I, was like, I think about what it. What does Jane and the painting sad. have to do with this? Yeah. She's just collateral damage. She smashes oh. Jane's painting over Sloan, which is a vi- nice visual gag. But Jane put 100 hours into that painting. I feel so bad for Jane. Get out of this family, Jane. Yeah. They don't appreciate you. And she likes herself, she says. Yes. And I like her too. I love Justice Jane. for Jane. Outside, Abby's outside. John shows up with coats. And Abby talks about how her parents really loved Christmas and she thought this year, I feel like they're trying to shoehorn Christmas in here. And okay, that's fine. It's um, fine. It's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas it. movie. Yeah. This year would be different. And um, John, even though they're best friends, this is for some reason the first time they're talking about their coming out experiences. Sure. 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 Yeah. Um, uh, Abby says that her parents are really accepting. And John, I actually like cry during this conversation because I'm very. This easy. is a really beautiful scene. Yeah. And also Dan is like really so good. good at delivering this kind of shit. I mean, he just like killed yeah. it. And he was like, my dad kicked me out and didn't talk to me for 13 years after I came out. And he's like, talks about the terrifying part right before you come out. It's very moving. Mm-hmm. I was very emotional, even though I don't have any strong coming out stories of my own. And that was nice. Back inside, Riley tells Harper it was a great party. <laughs> and Harper apologizes to Riley. And then dad yells at everyone including Sloan, for lying. And finally, Harper says, Sloan wasn't lying. I'm gay. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm in love with Abby. Who isn't in the room anymore. Where'd Abby go? (laughs) And she let herself hurt Riley because she was scared and she doesn't want to do that to Abby. And I I wrote, I cry. I think Abby's (laughs) standing there at this point, right? I don't honestly don't remember. Probably, maybe. Yeah, I think Abby's standing here at this point. And then Sloan says, um, I'm getting divorced, but I didn't tell you because I felt like I would be worthless without my family. These are all like rich people feelings that I couldn't relate to. <laughs> Same. These are super uh, rich white people things that I uh, I couldn't relate to any of these rich problems at all. Um, but, but, you know, there was some it, emotional lives, catharsis yeah. and some good acting. And honestly, like everyone's life is their own life and their struggles are relative to whatever has happened to them before. Mm -hmm. And these are very real painful feelings that everybody's dealing with here, even though I can't don't really connect to any of them personally. Yes. And then we get the beautiful moment from Jane (laughs) where she says my favorite line in the film. I don't have any secrets, but I am an ally. But Abby's still like. Harper's like, I did it. And Abby's like, it was too late. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And in dad's office, mom comes in and tells dad that she wants to do karate. Fucking good. Go do some fucking karate. Yeah. Like, good for her. And she didn't want to be open and honest about that. And everyone is trying to be perfect for him. And they're not. And the only reason Jane is okay is because we gave up on her when she wouldn't stop biting in preschool. Oof. You know? 
<laughs> oh my god let me go back to the kitchen so everyone so this moment as you can see a gay person coming out fixes everyone's problems now they all realize that everyone's imperfect because some people are gay and now they can all join hands in the, in the kitchen and be together as sisters <laughs> if i were sloan i would be like so riley was your girlfriend right like i would have ten thousand questions about oh riley. my god i, I want to talk about riley all fucking night i was like why is no one asking riley questions I think that's what we all need to have more information about. <laughs> yeah, I need a spinoff that's just like a Riley interrogation starring Jonah and Sloan. Yep. That'd be a good combination. That'd be great. I would be into that. We cut to a Love's gas station, mm-hmm. which they, they have a lot of things at those gas stations. Um, mm-hmm. John is reading the ingredients of Cheetos. Don't, and you know what? Don't do that to yourself. Just yeah, enjoy just them. Just eat them. Don't just enjoy them. He says something about the fish because on his way out, he's like, let me preface this by saying no one would disagree that fish belong in the ocean. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's just so good. He's so funny. (laughs) Uh, And then Harper rolls up in her little jalopy and says that Abby is the love of her life and she will spend the rest of her life making it up to her. Okay. I order there, tall girl. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Netflix show Tall Girl. There's a Netflix show called Tall Girl? Yeah, it's about this like white girl who's like so really oppressed because she's tall. Mm, I can relate to that. I, I didn't watch it with the trailer. As a white, as a white tall girl myself. <laughs> it's hard up here. Carol is, I barely even can see her. She's see so small and low to the she's ground. She's so small and she keeps hiding inside piles of blankets. And you know what? I'll allow it. I'll allow her to allow Harper to try to redeem herself. I, I don't think prefer it. If, I think if you, if their foundation of their relationship is strong enough, then they can work on it. But we didn't really get to see that aside from the oil paintings. So we yeah. don't really have a way of knowing. But, and you know, it's a Christmas romantic it, comedy. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, it is. It's a Christmas romantic comedy. So of course, they're going to get back together, even though we all know that Riley and um, Abby would have. And Abby are supposed to. A hot little relationship. Yeah, they're supposed to uh, get together for sure. Yeah. We wake up on Christmas morning and now John and Jane are best friends. Everyone in the family loves each other. Mm-hmm. Dad says he sunk all of their savings into his campaign. And Yeah, that I, I thought what? that was like. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Good thing you still like own this house with all of this I, jewelry yeah. and brooches or whatever. You've got a Roomba. That's worth 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. Sell that on eBay. I'll sell it for you. I'll take a percentage. Um, Sloan and Eric make cute faces. I don't know what I was talking about there. All right. Harry calls and she says that she will support his candidacy if they have a don't ask, don't tell policy with Harper. Because again, it is 2006 eight here 2010 i don't know what 95 like what it's not this era it's a bummer Bummer. but also they're republicans so maybe we just assume that's what she would say i don't know who knows i mean there's like there's tons of republican lesbians and gay people they're called long cabin yeah they exist they exist they're real we don't care for them no we don't then they do a big family picture and david takes it and that's cute and then we fast forward in time it's one year later. Oh my God. One year later. And, and they're at a Jane's. Bookstore. They're at a bookstore for Jane <laughs> because you might have forgotten, but John Jane's is a book author. agent. <laughs> Jane is an author in waiting. Uh-huh. John John's works with authors, agent. Mm-hmm. lit agent. 
And guess what? This happened. Her fantasy crazy story series, whatever, has begun and it is a huge hit. And the bookstore is packed with fans packed. for her fans. story. And I could not love this more for either Same. of them. It's wonderful. And um, it's, uh, I guess Harper and Abby are engaged. Sure. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, I forgot. They all go to the movies. That's right. Yeah. And then we have the Tegan and Sarah special song. And then during the closing credits, they have like this cute like little Instagram feed. Did you see that? Yeah, that was super cute. Yeah. So it's like it sort of shows like the last year and you see mom being very accepting of her of her daughter and her daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. future daughter-in-law. Um, and she gets into karate. Yes. Yes. So she, excited for she her. She her dreams. Um, we also see Aubrey Plaza and Clea Duval in one of the pictures on the Insta feed. Right. So the idea is that Easter this egg. is little Riley has a new girlfriend. Yeah. And it's Clea Duval in a photograph. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, pretty this. great. Especially I love that. If I was the director of yeah. this film, I would have done the exact same uh-huh. thing. <laughs> Especially because I feel like Clea Duval has been like the girlfriend who has three episodes in Veep, in The Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. in um, American Horror Story. Like this is like this is her role is like the it's woman like, who walks onto the stage. Everyone clocks. She's gay and the girlfriend. And yep. then uh, she has a bit part. And I guess that's the episode. That's the episode. So there's been a whole lot of chatter on the Internet about this film. <laughs> it's almost as if we have nothing else going on. <laughs> You one could say that one could say we are all in our homes doing very little and are yeah. depressed. And uh, there's a lot of yeah. discourse. We'll say discourse. We'll say discourse. Yeah. There were parts like the way that Harper was acting that I think definitely summoned unfortunate memories for those of us who have been in relationships that were toxic, mm-hmm. you know, but I also feel like they did frame it in a certain way. I don't know. I think you can like the movie without liking Harper. Exactly. Um, I like the movie and I didn't love Harper. Mm-hmm. Those well, things me. can be true. What? Mostly the wig the also. Wig. The wig yeah, the wig me. was Because I love Mackenzie Davis, but I, I know, also, me too. some people were like, there was no chemistry between them. And I think there was chemistry between them, but their relationship obviously sucked. It was built on a foundation of lies. Right. And ultimately, it's just like a, I mean, I'd just like to, if we could go back to my least favorite Christmas movie of all time that I hate publicly more than any other movie in the world besides Lost and Delirious which is Love Actually, and every yeah. fucking relationship in that film that many of you dare to like is... Not just like, love, but love. Is completely fucked up. Completely. I think that this is a very specific genre. This is a mm-hmm. holiday-themed romantic yeah. comedy. I think that adhering to the laws of the genre, this film is a success. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a genre about rich white people problems, uh-huh. a trip home, and, and, and lies. And a heterosexual And it delivered on all... And exactly. And it delivered on all of those fronts. I think that the unfortunate thing is that this is kind of the only film of its kind that has such a mainstream platform. And so, of course, it's going to get a lot of attention, whether good or bad. Um, I've seen a lot of great reviews. And as we know, it's set huge, huge records for Hulu, which is massive. To me, that's a really good thing because I want to make queer rom-coms. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that want to make them and people that want to see them. And there is absolutely an audience for it. Uh-huh. And it's not just a queer audience. It is a big audience mm-hmm. um, that includes straight people. And that's like, that's 
pretty awesome, I think, that like that's how we get our stories told to the widest possible platform mm-hmm. is things like this, is things like Happiest Season succeeding mm-hmm. beyond Hulu's wildest dreams, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, is the cast really white? Yes. Are yeah. there some problematic characters? Yeah. yeah. But like, that's the genre too. So mm-hmm. I think that like, it's less about like, whatever you want to say about this film and more about like celebrating that it happened mm-hmm. and now being excited for what it opened the door for. Yeah. Which and, is hopefully much more uh, diverse. And yeah. And, and maybe even a queering of the genre and of the type of storytelling that happens in these, in this type of world. Like maybe, maybe it doesn't need to be that formula anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something different that could be done in the future. But I think in order to show that there's potential for that, yeah. which is something that no one wants, no no studio wants to take a risk on. Nobody wants to throw yeah. a ton of money at that. You need to prove that there is an audience first, which we did right here. Mm-hmm. We, like I'm part of it. <laughs> we, that we proved there's an audience, a massive audience. Great mm-hmm. job, us. Reese and I, obviously, take yeah. a lot of the credit. Thank you. You need to prove there's an audience. You need to yeah. prove that there's storytelling that can be told, that there's like, like it did all the things. It checked every box it needed to mm-hmm. check. And I think that that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I love that. Yeah. In, in many ways, it's like the L word in that way. Mm-hmm. It was completely white. It was a very limited uh, type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where we started. And I know there's a lot that can be said. And I, I get just as frustrated as everyone else that like progress happens so slowly. And yeah. so many things are done in such a backwards fashion. But I also... I'm a kind of the way I approach my career mm-hmm. is like I know what the rules are. I know how to play in that sandbox in order to do the subversive shit I want to do. Yeah. And I think that someone like Clea Duvall, I think, understands that as well. Yeah, for sure. And it was also like as far as Christmas movies go, because I'm a big fan of the genre. You sure it, are. <laughs> it was very smart. Like you could tell it was written by yes. smart people. Like the humor was elevated you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it was much smarter than we're used to seeing from from a Christmas film. Um, and I liked that too. Also, Me too. Yes, I enjoyed that. And I think that the sad thing is like, yes, this relationship is toxic, but so are a lot of our relationships. There's also toxic relationships in a lot of other movies and yeah. TV shows. But man. <laughs> but so like this is and this is our first like really big, like you were saying, our big budget thing. And there are some smaller ones. There was that movie Let It Snow that I didn't see that came out last year I want to say and then there's also on Netflix there's a movie called A New York Christmas Wedding which obviously did mm-hmm. not get the same budget or that no. or attention that this or one did marketing yeah. or marketing didn't they didn't even tell us it existed they um, did not whereas I have been informed of the, every step of this film's development every step of the way yeah, we've like been it was not even on their of list of like season. queer movies for the month even though like Dolly yeah. Parton's Christmas special was and I know that she's like a queer icon but she's not gay um, right yeah allegedly like, what but anyway so and that is a more racially diverse story. So that's a cute. It's like it's not like a award winning, amazing film. But if you like this and you like Christmas movies, you should definitely watch that. Um, yeah, because it has um, a lot of things that this film does not. And it's a fun it's a fun little Christmas romp as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I hate the title of it. Well, yeah, that's fair. So in conclusion, in conclusion, Carly will now be lighting the cardboard i will now light the cardboard uh menorah that is attached to the wall with the cardboard flames yeah we will celebrate claire duvall and the cast of this film we will celebrate tegan and sarah who wrote a very catchy christmas yeah. song and shay diamond soundtrack. had a song on yes. this too, which was awesome she's like a black yes. trans musician and she's wonderful love her and she had a song justin like tranter who's queer uh like did the whole soundtrack yeah. um which is awesome so yeah and um uh, congratulations to everybody 
I look forward to finding out if we had the right opinions or not. Um, yeah. You know, I love reading internet comments more than anything, <laughs> famously. I look forward to um, nothing. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this very special holiday episode holiday of episode. To Ellen Back, of to Ellen where Back. we spent very little time talking about the L word. Uh-huh. Though I do think we brought up enough interconnectivity that I think this qualifies. Yeah, we did. Um, and yeah, hopefully this will tide everyone over with our glowing personalities and voices uh-huh. for a few more weeks before we get our act together and start recording season six of this incredible podcast. <laughs> the most listened to podcast in the world in my Spotify account. Yeah, probably in the world. Some people are sure. like, oh, everyone listens to This American Life. Okay. Yeah. Like, all right. Actually, they're all listening to Everyone's listening us. to this. You know? And we have some hot takes. <laughs> we have some very hot takes. Some hot toddies for this holiday season. Hot takeies. Hot takeies. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I don't either. Anyway, we've been, we've been talking for over two hours, so we have to get back to our lives now. Yeah. Stay safe out there. Uh, try to have a relaxing couple of weeks if you can. Yeah. Um, we're not, but you know, <laughs> if you can uh-huh. try to try to be chill and lay low and stay safe and stay home if you can. And uh, fuck. <laughs> a Merry Christmas and a happy Hanukkah to yours and yours and mine and hers and his and theirs and theirs. <laughs> we I did it. love life. The end of Christmas and love. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> Laughing, moving, fisting, biting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way that.